0: Established in 1626, the town of Salem, Massachusetts was a thriving farming and fishing community. The people in this colonial town lived a simple life of hard work and Puritan faith. But in 1692, religious fervor turns into fear. Hey guys, welcome back to History Creeps. I'm one of your co-hosts, this is Chris Chavez.
1: And I'm uh, Johnny Townsend. No, let me say it like that guy says it, and I'm in a religious fervor. It's Johnny Townsend.
0: Hello, Johnny.
1: I, I like how that guy talks. He can say anything, <laughs> and it sounds great. I mean, he, he's talking about this horrible thing called the Salem Witch Trials. And and it sounds <laughs>
0: awesome. sounds like the most epic like Hollywood movie about to come out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> About, um if I don't see Tom Hanks or some big star soon, I'll be very disappointed. Big star <laughs> Tom Hanks.
0: He's crazy
1: as, as Cotton he's, Mather's.
0: He's giving he's giving uh what's his name a run for his money. What, <laughs> what's his name that everyone loves his voice? Um,
1: oh the guy who used to do it, Morgan
0: Freeman. No Morgan yeah, there you Freeman. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you mentioned it. This is the this is our third episode of History Creeps, and we're covering the Salem Witch Trials.
1: Yeah, that's right. I figured it would be perfect, especially this Halloween season. We've got to cover something that sort of fits that in a way. And, you know, it's witches, man. It's witches.
0: I agree. I mean, if you think back as far as you can when you're a little kid gr- dressing up for Halloween, there was always the little girls that wanted to be the witches with the pointy hats and the broom. Um.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I remember growing up, I mean, I've always loved history. And I remember when I first heard about this whole Salem witch trials and it sounded like it's fake. It sounds like a fake Hollywood thing because of how <laughs> crazy it is.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember being little and hearing about Salem witch trials thinking, holy cow, hold on, witches are real, like this is a real, th- like they're for real. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, yeah. And then you get older and you go to school and you learn what it was about. And then you start to go, wait, that's crazy. Hold on. People really thought that way and acted that way.
1: Well, not only thought that way, they killed people because of that.
0: Yeah. And oh. that's that's basically what the show is going to be about. We're going to talk about um, the things that led up to the Salem witch trials and then the year of basically murder for a small village in Massachusetts and surrounding villages, actually.
1: And then at the end of the show, we're going to accuse each other of witchcraft and see who could pass the test.
0: <laughs> I was already ready to accuse you of witchcraft. I'm like, Johnny, you're a witch, aren't you?
1: Don't you throw me in that lake?
0: That's a that's witchful thinking. <laughs> uh, so Salem witch trials, man. Um, I think we can agree that it's it is a horrific thing. Like when you think about what happened, the travesties. Uh, it's actually horrific. It's it's perfect in time for Halloween in the month of October. And
1: what's even scarier is everything that we're about to say is one hundred percent fact. Like all these things that happened, all these people who lost their lives over something that was just pure hysteria instead of factual truth all really happened. Right. I mean, you can, you can go find the gravestones mm-hmm. to this day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, there's actually, yeah, it was, that was one of the things I turned up in some of my research was there's actual still 500, you can find 500 documents still survive of this period. What happened in 1692. Um, and there are documents that cover about 160 cases of 200 people that were accused.
1: Well yeah. I mean, it wasn't just, in this town either I mean it was all over uh, Europe and all of that And it's been around Well before 1692 Which is the big year That we're going to Mainly focus on When we get into the trials Oh
0: yeah 1692 I think Was important because That's when it became like And you're talking about Days before like CNN Or reality TV shows So it yep. was You know this is a, For so many people To know about What was going on In a small village In Massachusetts In the colonies You know what I mean um, It yeah, was Yeah there was huge. no
1: Twitter we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook. We couldn't get on our Facebooks and go, you know, OMG, uh, this girl's a witch.
0: <laughs> WTF? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on in my life? Hello. Oh, we're just playing lulls. Uh,
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> Could you imagine if the girls in the story were trying to do that today? That's how it would be. It wouldn't be in a courtroom. to be on Facebook.
0: Oh yeah, it'd be social media <laughs> bullying, basically. Yeah. Um, it's insane. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Like you mentioned, this stuff was happening before 1692, 1692 just made it a big deal because everyone heard about what was going on and like the hysteria and the accusations went wild. Um,
1: 1692. I mean, when we get to it, I know we're saying that number a lot, but when we get to that year, uh, it literally changed how the court systems handled some things. That's oh, yeah. how big this was.
0: Oh yeah, there was. There's definitely things that they allowed as as evidence um, yeah. in these original <laughs> cases that today uh, we laugh, but in those days it was com- like dead serious. Your life was on the line, and this was the proof that they were able to present in court. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, but like we said before, this I think it's important for us to understand the era because obviously we're in a, a a different decade so this is just yeah. all weird and crazy <clears throat> to us but back then even before 1692 which you're about to cover the leading up to the trials yeah this was normal. This was the norm.
0: Yeah. Uh, to bet- actually for hundreds of years, between the 14th and 16th century in Europe, uh, there were countries like France and Italy and England, where, oh, France, where, the, <laughs> where like, uh, accusing someone of witchcraft and putting someone on trial for witchcraft wasn't questionable. Um, it was like,
1: it was like your Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, it happened all the time. And they used basically it's because people pointed to the Bible when, when Roman Catholicism was coming into power, uh, at the time the the king of england was the head of the church as well so um if the king's in charge and uh he's also in charge of the religion if you say you don't you don't believe in that religion you're against the church so they wanted to be able to consolidate power and there were these people like like the people who were um called pagans people who worshiped things other than you know the christian god um they were looked at, originally they were, they were fine. Like people would say, yeah, they do their own thing. But when, um, it became a political thing and a power thing, it was like, you can't, if you, if you say you don't believe in God, that means you don't believe in country. You don't believe in the King, you don't. And that was just, you can't do that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it was so normal back then. It would be, (laughs) it'd be like, if you were looking at my, to-do list and what year would you say this was like it was what the
0: 1400s 50, all right let's say 50, yeah. let's, let's
1: say it's 1452 and i'm looking at my to-do list for the week it's you know monday try to stay alive uh, tuesday let's hang a witch
0: feed goats hang yeah. a witch
1: yeah wednesday oh i, I just died i'm 33
0: <laughs> not even you died you're 17 and your yeah. wife your wife is carrying your child still
1: yeah i mean uh, diseases and all that stuff was rampant back then Cause they didn't have any of the stuff that we have now.
0: Yeah, and and back then, um, religion was a big part of life. So like Satan and the idea that the the evil on earth was was you know had had a say over many of the things that were going on. Like was very real to people. So you could use that against someone. So like say you're my neighbor and you've been stealing my crops and you know I'm tired of it. And we, I have words with you, and you decide you're going to still Your do it. Your corn is
1: better than my corn.
0: You can't have it. I, you know, I sweat for this corn, uh, and you're still taking it anyway. So I just have to just go out in the middle of town square and say, so and so is a witch, and I saw him performing this, this, and this, and that's it. You're arrested. They don't. It's not like uh, innocent before proven guilty. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. And they did. Yeah, well- they they killed thousands of people in during those centuries. And so much so that like it became a, a thing like, how can you tell who a witch is? And uh, there was actually a book written and it was called the, the Malleus Maleficarum.
1: Well, before you get into that, I think I can go ahead and answer your question. <laughs> uh, here's how I can tell what a witch is. Let me see. If, have,
0: let me see if you've read the book. What, what okay. do you think?
1: OK, uh, step number one, they have an abnormally long nose. That would step, have that may be one. All right. Step number two. They have warts all over their faces. Yeah. Step number three, they're ugly as sin. Take uh, Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> and, and make her worse.
0: And I hate saying that because
1: I just literally watched the, the great documentary called Hocus Pocus uh, recently. And she's actually very attractive in it. Documentary, huh? I, I, I don't know huh? what happened. But anyway...
0: Is that where you got your notes from? The from Hocus Pocus. All my
1: notes on today's show are from Hocus Pocus.
0: That's amazing. Mine's from The Witches of Eastwick, so we're about on par. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, so, what what in this book that you're that you're mentioning says what a witch is? How do we find out who's a witch? Yeah,
0: 1486. This book, which basically is translated to the Hammer of the Witch, um, says that there's these things that you look for in a witch, and there's ways to prove that there's that this person's a witch. Um, now, remember, you're talking 1400s. You're talking about a time when Uh women are they're not heard from. You know what I mean? They're just they're to be seen, not heard from. They're to be they're to serve their husbands. (laughs) I do not condone those statements. Am I right, (laughs) fellas? (laughs) Uh but during this time, like so this is that's that's the the era in which they live, right? Right. One of the things that you're supposed to be able to tell uh if someone's a witch is you're supposed to strip them bare, completely naked. Shave every piece of hair off their body, and then cl- carefully inspect every inch of their body for a devil's mark, or what they like to call the witch's teat.
1: I think I've seen the same thing, but it's like on really late on HBO
0: one time. <laughs> that's the wrong. That's the wrong. It's not the same witch's teat we're thinking here. No. this yeah. You, it, basically, it's like a skin tag. If you have a skin tag or or a mole or a, a third nipple, um, you you could be considered. A witch.
1: Well, it sounds to me, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, they wanted you to be a witch. So anything that wasn't absolutely I guess normal to them, if it stood out, then you're you're gonna be guaranteed to be called a witch.
0: Well, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the people in the fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth century that were accused were younger women. And the people who had to do the inspecting were much, much older clergymen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's his job, isn't and, it? <laughs> and they ha- he had to make sure she was completely shaven, uh, no no body hair, so that hey, he you could don't cheerfully. have to explain it to me. You're just telling you. just telling <laughs> you. So that was one of the things. Okay, the other thing was uh they did something called swimming a witch, and what they would do is they would tie whim- these women to the end of a a long um like a, a trunk or, or a piece of, of of wood, and they would dunk the woman into the water. And the idea is yes. if she's if she's a witch she's going to survive by floating or she'll have no problem breathing underwater. Uh, if she's not a witch, then she won't be able to breathe underwater.
1: No. So no matter what you're dead.
0: Yeah. Because if you did breathe underwater, they're bringing you up and they're the the next thing is torture. They would torture you until you became, you you said you were a witch or not.
1: So you got to realize then they had no qualms about if you were innocent or not. They didn't care about that.
0: It was about getting you to admit it at some point.
1: Yeah. And no guilt.
0: No, not at all. They had no problem. And that's the, that's the environment you're thinking of in, in Europe and at that time. Um, and so now you want to flash forward to a couple hundred years later, uh, the 1600s, these, uh, we know about like when people were starting the colonies and all these little towns in America, uh, a lot of the people who wanted to come over, wanted to be able to come over and, you know, worship freely, free of, uh, persecution they can you know have their own religions they can start their own their own you know basically have their own land start a new life for themselves and in the 1600s uh, a big group of the people that came over were called puritans basically it was a, it's a religion in which um, they just felt like their way of living the way they should live is absolutely pure in the eyes of the lord they have to do everything they can to make sure they're living purely and they wanted to create um towns in which like everything was perfect and so the king granted it they said yeah you can go over there and create these towns um and there's this little clip i had off of a history channel special that kind of explains the idea behind the puritans and how basically impossible it is check this out here i think for people in the 20th century puritan belief would be an incredibly difficult religion to follow uh, because it's a religion of endless striving and very uncertain reward. The Puritans believed that every person's fate is predetermined by God before he or she is born. They searched for clues to reveal whether they were a member of the elect and would go to heaven or be damned to hell. You're constantly searching yourself for signs that you can't read. Um, Does the fact that I am sinning in this particular way mean that I am predestined for hell? Maybe. Um, does the fact that I am pious and doing all the things that the minister tells me in church um, mean that I've had an experience of indwelling grace and I'm one of God's chosen people? Maybe. That was a lot of words.
1: I'm very stressed now.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're <laughs> starting to wonder <laughs> if you're damned to hell.
1: No matter what I do. <laughs> I was. I'm, I am kind of sitting here. I guess maybe I should try to cross my legs a little bit. <laughs> so it's more... Appropriate.
0: your man spreading at the moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but like this is, the, that's the world. These people are living in, man. They come over here and you have to, everything has to try to glorify God and you have to be as perfect as possible. Otherwise you're going to hell. And they had that idea. Like when you're born, it doesn't matter what you do. You've already, it's already decided whether you're going to heaven or hell, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no real choice in it. Like whatever happens to you, has already, it's already known that's what's going to happen.
0: Exactly, as far as as far as they're concerned, once they came over to the Massachusetts Bay Area, the Puritans did. Uh, they they started their their little colonies and their towns. Um, this country, uh, you hear about the 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 Native Americans were savages and they were parts of they were demons. Basically, the entire foreign land that these people were on was just the playground of the devil. Um, so like early, earlier than the 1692, 1648 in Massachusetts, uh, Charlestown, there was a midwife named Margaret, uh, Jones, I believe. I I knew her well. Yeah. Oh, you knew her. Uh She, uh, she was the one that was hanged for being a witch. They accused her and it was one of these things again. Um, I think they, they said she had a skin tag. She did have a teat, the witch's teat and, uh,
1: get you every time.
0: Yeah. They got her, they hung her, called her a witch. She wasn't able to defend herself. They hung her. And then a few more, a few more happened um, around that area because of that. Just it's that mentality of what you did was wrong, and somebody has to accuse you of this, and now you're hung. Um, yeah. So then you fast forward to uh, what was the one you were talking about earlier, Good White, the Good Wife Glover in Boston. Now we're now we're getting into closer uh, Salem witch trial times, sixteen eighty
1: eight. Well, you also got to realize that in this same era of the sixteen hundreds, the Puritans. And any of those groups have tried to take out physical violence, as in if you're mad at somebody, I am going to beat you up. They didn't want you to do that. Right. They wanted you to do it in a more, I guess, mature way, which would be, you know, take them to court or or whatever. Yep. So they said lawsuits were happening all the time. Uh, People were suing each other left and right. Sounds like today now. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So we we haven't really changed that much when it comes to that.
0: But they didn't have lawyers. Uh, It was you just went up in front of a judge. Oh,
1: yeah. And you, and there was no defense. Like if you were accused of something, you didn't have anybody to defend you. Uh-uh. And that's going to be key, and when we get to these trials too, as well. Right. And and also, like you said before, if you were just mad at somebody, you can just say he's a witch or she's a witch.
0: Johnny, you're a witch.
1: Oh, here we go. I'm
0: calling the witch police.
1: I'm gonna call my lawyer.
0: <laughs> you don't have lawyers, <laughs> not in the 1600s. I'm just I'm okay. calling the witch police.
1: It's H G Wells.
0: <laughs> now, was the witch? Now, did they have witch police? You think I didn't see anything in <laughs> any of my research? But did they have like, um, you know how like in the eighties the cops had the gang gang uh, units that were yeah. specializing in street gangs? In did Salem have specialty witch like witch units? Witch I don't hunters? know.
1: I hope they did. In my heart, they did. I don't know if they did or not, but I really hope so. <laughs>
0: witch Hunter, uh, is that what Vin Diesel, maybe that's, is that what that movie's about, The Last Witch Hunter? No, no, Vin he's not for witches, but it's just for his family.
1: <laughs> for his family? <laughs> yeah. And he's only going to do it one last time.
0: That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, these witch police uh, would be, like, you'd be employed well. You'd be looked upon, like, in high esteem, because you're clearing the town of Satan.
1: Yeah. That's me. That's what I'm going to do. That's That's what what I went to school for.
0: So what happens when four kids like so in 1688, four kids in Boston decided to say they were possessed by by one of these these like women that watched them. They were possessed by the woman. Which police like do you ask? How do you ask for proof? 1688. Put yourself in the mind of a witch cop.
1: Okay, so it's 1688. Is there a YouTube video I could watch?
0: There's no YouTube videos in 1688. Your 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 evidence is for children.
1: But can I go to Google Maps?
0: You can go to the map maker uh just outside of town. It yeah, may this take is tough. a yeah, yeah. Exactly. So these children in Boston basically uh look at you and say, I'm possessed by the woman of that watches us. Her name is Goodwife Glover and she's possessing us. That's all it took.
1: And that's all she wrote.
0: Basically, she was gone. And the there's a
1: lot of similarities between that case and then what ends up happening in Salem.
0: Exactly. Well and here's why. Did you you know about you you know about Cotton Mather, right? Yes. The guy that uh, ends up being the scream killer in Scream. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that his name? Cotton Matt? No. Cotton something.
1: I don't know. I never saw that movie. I had better things <laughs> oh, to do. Oh, come
0: on. You never saw Scream?
1: <laughs> no. I've Shh. done that a few times. <laughs> you have never s- seen it, though. You have
0: to see Scream. It's, uh, it's a great Salem Witch movie. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, so Cotton Mathers, this guy, he wrote um, a book called Memorable Providences, Providence. And what it was was a book on the life and times of the area what it was like during that time in the 1600s and in there there was a chapter called witchcrafts and possessions Um, and in it he documented the story of these four children who had become possessed by this woman that was a witch Uh, and then he documented you know how they acted what the accusations were the trial of the woman and the hanging of the woman
1: he kind of reminded me as i was reading about him you know and nowadays whenever Uh, something happens big in the news and they have certain experts that they call in for those things that happen. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like CNN, let's say CNN, (laughs) let's say some uh, political thing happened. So they're going to call in their political expert to come in and talk about it. He's kind of like their witchcraft expert in a way.
0: I looked at him more along the lines of like the guy from TMZ.
1: It's kind of the same. Well, it's the same thing. With the news <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. You just don't realize it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like that's the case. He wrote this thing and this book was like, it was popular, hugely popular in the area and people read it. So 22 miles away, Salem Village, you know, um, this was in 1688. It happened. He published it, I think a year later. So you're talking about a time now where this book's going around and people are reading about this and their imaginations are going wild. Plus, in a little village where everyone's trying to be Puritan, not everyone that came over had that mentality. A lot of people wanted to come over to have their own land, to start a new life. Maybe they were criminals in England and they wanted to get away from it. So they came into a community where they were being expected to live up to a certain um, life as a Puritan, and they didn't. There was a lot of people that didn't go to church and didn't believe the Puritan lifestyle. So that already created problems. Um,
1: well, I, I guarantee, with especially with how strict the Puritans were, that even the most uh, purity of Puritans even, <laughs> even had the, times where they failed that that lifestyle because it's just so difficult to live up to.
0: Well, not yeah, exactly. And That was the th- I think that was the whole point behind the preaching of the Puritans. Like they would say, even the pastor himself couldn't live up to it, and it, that's that was the way you glorified God was by each day doing your best to get as pure as possible and as close as possible to him. Right. Um, Yeah. And like you said, it was impossible. So when you, when you already have people that like, and and in any town, when there's somebody that doesn't fit the norm, you know, there's that guy that stands on the corner and talks to four different voices in his head. You know, he's, he's not fitting in, uh, they're looked at as weird, you know? Um,
1: well, it's, you can make this the same equivalent as to like, political issues now oh yeah I mean let's say I mean we're not going to get into politics obviously but let's just say some person believes in one way but everybody else believes another way so anything else that this person says then he's labeled as a, a you know crackpot or he's dumb or he's wrong or whatever
0: you're a witch Johnny
1: I know I get told that often
0: <laughs> <laughs> time
1: to embrace my witchiness <laughs> I'd be a what's a no, what's a man witch called man made
0: me. I just made myself hungry that's a warlock <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's funny man.
0: <laughs> oh that's but, good but you're
1: really setting the stage here for yeah. Salem really well well that's, that, it that did. trial that you just spoke of and Cotton Mathers it is important to all this
0: and he wrote it in an inflammatory way like he wrote it specific, it, was, it was like he was trying to be the Stephen King of his era you know what I mean? He knew people would eat this stuff up because it it played to their fears. Their fears that the devil was at work and the devil was constantly trying to affect their lives and bring them down.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he he was a good writer for that time. He knew what he was doing.
0: Exactly. So and now, wasn't
1: he kind of he was kind of respected too. If I'm thinking right,
0: yeah, he was. Everybody looked up to him because he was he was a part of the investigation. That's he, not only did he write the book, but he was part of the investigation that found that woman um found her guilty
1: well and even so even his uh if I'm thinking right, his dad was like the president of Harvard College was he really? if I'm thinking right yeah See, I didn't know that so I mean he comes from a whole family that obviously is respected hmm, so I mean it's really interesting i'll talk about I'll talk about his dad here in a little bit because I got a little stuff on oh, him oh, don't you talk about his dad I'll talk about his mama. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. What did you want to say about him as much? Because I mean, now we're about to get into Salem. We're we're in, we're entering the years in which that book was popular. We're entering the years in which people are thinking Satan's out to get them. And this little town, this little village that has basically a chip on its shoulder. Uh, the little this village of Salem, it was said, was not very happy of the town of Salem that was just a couple miles outside of them. Um, they didn't feel they were as pure as them, and. They were really trying to do what they could to make their little village that that pureness, compu- complete Puritan, pureness.
1: Well, here's here's the issue with Salem. It was pretty much split in the middle of who believed what. Yep. Uh, the the actual thing in my mind, and this is what I gathered from all the research that I I know I do research. It's as scary <laughs> as it gets. But uh, there was a new church in Salem. It was built in Salem, and that's well, and that's where the uh, minister Samuel Paris comes in. Yeah. Uh, and he had a contract dispute. And the dispute was apparently back then, if you had a church in your town, you had to pay extra taxes on it. But there was also a church that was like five or eight miles away. So some people said, let's just go to that church that's over there so we don't have to pay taxes. And then other people were saying, let's just pay taxes and have our own church. Hmm. So that, that was part of the split. And that's where that all began. And, and Samuel Paris is a, uh, when he would give his. When he would preach or whatever you want to call it, when he would when he would do his speaking in front of his his, his group of people, his sermons, he would make those who were he was having problems with him feel guilty with the words he would say,
0: like he would bring
1: it up without actually he wouldn't come out and say, "You should pay me kind of thing but he would you know he would talk about money and all this stuff and make sure they all knew that he was he was making a point
0: really that's pretty interesting see i didn't know that i didn't know any of that and to find out that everything that happened in the salem um this witch hysteria stems from his home his home his his uh oh yeah slave. i mean that's where
1: it starts that's the- literally where it starts i mean the very first girls the two first young girls uh it was, I got to look them up. I got their names here. One was nine years old, and that was uh, Betty Paris. And the other one was 11-year-old, and that was Abigail Williams. Right, the uh, daughter Betty, and
0: cousin, I think, right?
1: Yeah, Betty was his daughter, and the other was his niece. Uh, all of a sudden, in his own home, they started screaming and having convulsions. Like, a, like it seemed yeah. like it was out of nowhere. It's the way they made it sound. They were going crazy. I mean, it was so much to the point where he called a doctor over. That's how bad that they were. Hmm. And then the doctor comes over and checks these girls out, and then of course, you know, being how great our medicine was back then, he he was obvious with the diagnosis that they were bewitched.
0: Yeah, and uh, and did you know what led up to that? There was exactly. uh, the slave woman that watched them, basically.
1: Oh, we're gonna get to her. Oh, Tichuba,
0: Tichuba, the voodoo yeah, priestess.
1: So anyway, so and you also got to remember that during this time, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. Women were not, I don't want to say respected, but they really weren't
0: respected. No, not at all. They were they property. Had, they had
1: no say in anything. Uh, they had no, I don't, I don't know if I want to say power, but literally anything that happened, they had no control over pretty much.
0: Right. And if there were women in that era that for any reason had some sort of power because maybe their husband died, so they inherited the wealth or inherited the status, um, a lot of times they were looked at like not favorably by men who were in power. They didn't like that. They didn't like that there was a woman on their level.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, even today, I mean, this whole thing that happened in Salem was so bad that Salem's not even called Salem anymore. It's called Danvers. Yeah, They changed their name completely. So,
0: wow. Uh,
1: anyway, but, so they were convulsing and stuff, and the doctor comes in and says, well, they're bewitched. I mean, that's got to be obviously what it is. And back then, when you were said that you were being bewitched, you had to say who was bewitching you.
0: Yeah, you had to know. You couldn't just say, I don't know.
1: Right, because somebody, obviously, for you to be acting like that, somebody was doing it to you.
0: And it was easy to point the finger at the slave, basically. Well, they
1: pointed the finger at three people, is what they did.
0: Right, well, I, I think on my one of the things I saw was originally, um, it started out that they said that they were bewitched by the slave woman. And the slave woman who did that was, um, she, was a, she was from the Caribbean. She was a Jamaican woman who had been freed, but was working basically for the family. And... She would teach that like on certain nights when the when the the priest that was his name, the reverend was out with his wife, you know, spreading the word of God, the gospel. She would be watching the children and like she would gather them around the fire and tell them these just, you know, fantastical tales of what it was like in Jamaica and voodoo and all this magic and stuff. And it got to a point where she got brave enough to show them some of it. Like I saw one of these things that said like one of the things she did is get a, a glass of water. And she would pour the egg whites into the water. And so you'd watch this egg white just kind of like shimmer down in the water. And she told them if they stared into it with the fire behind it, they'd be able to see the face of their future husband.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. She would do all kinds of stuff like that. And even before we even get to, to her being accused, you got to remember that after these two girls were doing this, other girls in the town started doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, because they
0: started coming – basically, it was one of these things. These girls are hearing these stories, and they go to school the next day, and they're whispering in the friends of their ears. Like, And what? it's
1: even it's even more than that. These girls are getting attention.
0: Yeah, it's like Twitter style. That's the thing. These girls, it's like – it's ancient times Twitter. You know, like they would whisper, whisper, and then the other girls would come and listen. So pretty yeah, soon, she gotta had You got to remember, crowd.
1: Salem is a really small town. Everybody literally pretty much knows everybody in that yeah. town.
0: And this, and this slave woman would have a crowd now. Like, by the fourth or fifth evening that she's showing these girls, there's like nine at her feet now.
1: And some are a lot older now. Like, you got Ann Putnam. Oh, yeah. The the, junior. You got Mercy her- Lewis. You got Elizabeth Hubbard. Uh, Mary uh, Warren. And I think a few more.
0: We had one of but, them's in their 20s, I think they said. And, like, oh, yeah. she's probably dying to see who her husband was at that time.
1: Which which their ages is going to come into effect here later, too. Because yep. the first two were really young. Yeah. Uh but like you said Tichiba's the slave and i know you said she was free but everywhere you read in here she was pretty much even if she wasn't officially called a slave she yeah. was pretty much the slave of the parises
0: yeah that's what that's basically her role
1: yeah so she was one of the, she was the first accused but they also accused Sarah Good who was homeless and didn't have a home really she yeah. kind of just wandered around the town And then a really old mm-hmm. lady by the name of Sarah Osborne and mm-hmm. these people all three of them are really easy to say that they're witches because in the hierarchy of the town, they were at the very bottom.
0: Yeah, and it didn't help that both both women, Good and Osborne, didn't go to church. They didn't believe yep, exactly. in the Puritan ways.
1: Exactly, and that was a big strike against them. I mean, it was a huge, you know, that was a big no-no. Yep. So, so this is when the trials don't officially begin, but they're about to. Because when you accuse somebody of witchcraft, they, it, they, the town's got to do something about it. So you have your magistrates, you got a Jonathan Corwin and a John H- uh, Hathorne, and they're both really important to this whole thing. Uh, what they would do, they would have the accusers, uh, the accusers, this is all the women who were screaming and being crazy, having convulsions and stuff. They could be in the courtroom as this was happening, which in today's society, in our courtrooms today, they would not be allowed in there <laughs> with what they, with the stuff they would do.
0: Yeah, it was insane. Um they basically one of the things like we were saying at the beginning of the show here was what was acceptable in court as as evidence. Uh, spectral evidence was was allowed in court. You know what that is?
1: Yeah, that's just uh, like it sounds. I would assume.
0: Yeah, it's exactly how it sounds. You're the you're the victim, Johnny, right? Yes. And you're obviously you're pointing at um, our buddy Anthony across the room and calling him a oh, witch. Man. And he's the Green att- Lantern's
1: done it to me.
0: <laughs> he's attacking you, right?
1: Oh, get away, green letter! Get away!
0: All you have to do is sit in court and start doing that. Start screaming and and saying "ow!" and they're oh, gonna. Oh, it's lo- his
1: ring! It's his ring! And
0: they're gonna look at you and say, "What's the matter? What what do you see? What are you seeing that none of us in this room at all can see? Only you can. What is it you see?"
1: I see the devil. He walks with him.
0: That's it. Hang him. That's it. That's He's it. Done. It. done. <laughs> Slam the gavel. Done. And that was that was okay evidence. As long as you saw it, the victim could see it, that was evidence.
1: Right, literally. That's what they that's what these girls would do too. They would all be in a group. And as soon as one of the, the persons who was accused of witchcraft were being were being uh, were again able to to defend themselves at all, <laughs> they would start having convulsions, they would uh-huh. scream, they would shout they would twist their bodies around in weird ways
0: i i read somewhere where um when sarah it was good or osborne one of the two when they were on the, the stand and they would say something against what was being ac- they were being accused for that she would turn her head to the left and all the girls at once would all turn their heads to the left the exact same way they would all mimic her as if she was controlling them
1: oh yeah i mean they were they were all in on this they knew what they were doing i mean it, it, it was obvious
0: and it's weird now that how you say this whole thing that happened with paris um, all of it basically stemming from the house because when they put the slave on trial, apparently the, the slave woman for three days, she tells them like the craziest things about flying around on brooms, doing all these. like. But you got
1: you to gotta realize what situation she's in. I mean, she knew she oh, was yeah. in a no win situation. If she just came out and said that she was not a witch, she knew she was going to be killed because no. in their society, she had little to no value. Mm-hmm. So killing her would be nothing. It would be nothing to them. Exactly. But now if she confessed, she may like prolong her life,
0: prolong it, maybe even be able to, to repent and accept their way of life. And, and, you know, and she was trying to buy herself time, but the stories she gave them, uh, I thought a couple of them were actually kind of, um, interesting. Like the first one was that she talked to animals. Um, and then the other one was that she flew, <laughs> she, she flew was a Dr. Doolittle basically. <laughs> yeah. And she flew around at night on a broom. And that's like, is it's weird how like that is still part of popular cultures, witch imagery, you know what I mean? It went all the way back to this woman saying that that's what witches do.
1: But here's the key, though, to when you confess to witchcraft, then you can't just confess and say you were a witch. You have to also point out other witches. Yeah.
0: And you know why she did, though, because did you see the the, in your research? Did you see how she said uh, she made a pact with the devil, that it was a tall man from Boston that came?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had to sign
0: her name and blood in his book.
1: Yeah, so she saw other names in the book.
0: She saw two names for sure, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne. So she pointed already they were pointed out for her, so she said, yeah, those two were on that list. Yeah, um, and
1: when it comes to them, both of them claimed they were innocent. They yeah. never said that they did it. They knew that they were not witches, Yeah, obviously, and that was their doom yeah, pretty and much. She,
0: and, and this Tichiba also said she saw six other names, but they were blurry. She couldn't see who they were. So that's all the town needed now. Now you're told there's six among you who are witches as well.
1: Yeah, the hysteria is really picking up. I Boom. mean, it's you got to imagine if you're in a courtroom, you got to. There's no TV in this day and age. <laughs> no, but
0: if there was a camera in that room,
1: oh my gosh, when yeah, that happened, this would, be the, this would be the trial of the century just for an entertainment value.
0: Oh yeah, and the second she said, "There's six among you," ah, you yeah, that's mean? gonna
1: freak you out if you believe witches are real and they're evil. Oh, and there's six in your, but you don't know who they are and they're in around you. This is really gonna you know scare the living sanity out of you.
0: Murmur, murmur, murmur. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. You rabble, know rabble. what I mean? That's the order, order, screaming. Yeah. Women are fainting like it would have been and the the girls are over on that pew convulsing and going nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's starting to look at each other and like now, okay, who's the other six? What the hell? Are they in this room right now? You know well, what I'm I mean? I'm glad
1: you asked that, because soon after Rebecca Nurse and Martha Corey were accused of being witches. Boom. But the difference here with them where they were both members of the community in church. Yeah, they weren't like. So what that did was that opened up up the whole area. You couldn't just be somebody who didn't go to church. It could literally be anybody.
0: Exactly. If you looked at the girl the wrong way, it could have been her her teacher. If her teacher was giving her straight A's, you know, uh uh, I'm not being called a witch. Straight A's.
1: Yeah. So this is literally what would happen. Your choices were if you were accused of witchcraft, you would say uh, you would say, yes, I am a witch. I confess it. You would uh, beg for forgiveness, pretty much, and you would have to name more witches. Yeah, or you were hanged. That was your two. That was your two choices. Yeah, that's what happened. There's no such thing in, as
0: saying that you're not.
1: And so by this time, many people have been confused. Have been confused. Well, I'm confused, obviously. Have been <laughs> accused, and they would confess and name other people. And in the May of 1692, there were so many cases of this that a special court had to be ordered to handle all these cases
0: yeah and it wasn't just in salem now it was spreading like these girls were famous they were accusing people from all over the place they were accusing people in boston and gloucester and all these little towns just surrounding the area
1: oh i mean they were they were the rock stars of their era
0: yeah they were like the kim kardashians of 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 salem at that time the 16 they really
1: are i mean I mean that's a really funny reference, but they truly were.
0: No, yeah, they, oh yeah, it was they like were
1: the Miley Cyrus of their time.
0: It was Miley, uh, the Kim. Um, is Paris Lindsay, Hilton even anything anymore? Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Like if you got them all together, they would have been these girls, and they were they were basically just media whores. They were just craving all this attention they were getting.
1: Yeah, they make a terrible movie. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't watch it. It
0: could be a good movie. I, it could be on on level with like Sharknado and its awesomeness.
1: But now we're getting to the month of June, and this is when it <laughs> really starts getting serious because oh, yeah. Bridget Bishop was the first person who was convicted, and then she was hanged.
0: Yep, that was it. Once the hanging started, people knew this was serious business. It wasn't just being accused and having it on your name or having to defend yourself or any of that. Now it was like your life will be taken.
1: And what's even worse is let's say that you're – that you're convicted and you're not hanged right away. They throw you in jail and this mm-hmm. jail is not a place you want to be. It's no. it's just pretty much like it's wooden shack for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's in the same room. Uh, if you're convicted, uh, I read somewhere that uh, let's say you had like a small child and you were convicted then your child could be convicted too.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that w- it wasn't questionable to have like a, f- a seven or eight year old in shackles next to you because your family, basically your family It was you, your family, people who you were friends with. If you were convicted, they were all up for grabs.
1: Well, they said they had somebody as young as four years old in there.
0: Yeah, I I know which one you're talking about. I think they said that girl... Um, the little girl said she was a witch just so she could be with her mom like how sad is that
1: yeah which you can't blame her i mean that's no. her mom
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding so she wants to be with her mom.
1: five i mean i still do it now and i'm in my 30s you want your mom sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah make us go away
0: <laughs> exactly and it was sad it's a sad thing like when you really think about that this was going on and Like we said, it wasn't really, a lot of it wasn't the fear. Like there was fear, um, it played on the public, but in, The background, you know, there was politics and, you know, it was
1: they used the fear (laughs) to settle scores. Pretty much is what they would do. That's the way it sounded to me. I mean, even after once the hanging started, they really went out of control. We five more people were hung in July, Mm -hmm. uh, five in August, and I think Mm -hmm. like around eight in September. So they just kept hanging them and hanging them. And And then on top of that, when you're in jail, you're not out of the hook. Like I said before, some people even died in jail.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like you said, they're kept in these shacks and it's the middle of June. You know, so they didn't have air conditioning.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Not at all, and you're packed in there. Uh, Obviously, there's rats. There's it's not the best conditions. You they're not taking you out to go to the bathroom to go to the toilet.
1: No, it's just a bucket in the corner.
0: Yeah, if you can make it to the bucket, when that bucket's full, um, too bad. Wait till somebody decides they want to come around and clean up.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're. And what's even worse, and this is in my, I was, we were going to do like these little special notes afterwards, but I'll go ahead and say yeah. it now. While you were in jail, to add insult to injury, <laughs> let's say you're convicted of witchcraft, Chris, okay. and you're thrown into jail, and okay. you have no choice over it. It just happened to you. <sighs> you can't get out of it. You know you're innocent. You didn't do it. Damn. On top of you being thrown in jail, we're going to charge you for your stay, and if you want food and blankets, you're going to get charged for that, too.
0: Wait. I can't do that. I can't pay for that.
1: I don't care. That's I'm what's going to happen.
0: I'm a lowly servant. All I, I I rake dirt for a living.
1: Well, you're stuck here until you can.
0: I'm not even a witch.
1: You are a witch. We said you were.
0: He's just mad at me because I stubbed his toe. He's calling me a witch.
1: But you see how bad that stub was, though? I mean, it was kind of bloody.
0: It's insane. This is insane. <laughs> I want my lawyer. I have rights. This is America. God damn it.
1: It's not America yet. Technically. Technically. Exactly. See, that's the other thing too. This is before the revolution.
0: Yeah. So there's no such thing as call the call the president. <laughs> yeah. Or, or there is no president. There's no UN to go to. There's no human rights. Um, you're done. You can and and like you said, once the hanging started, that was it. And let's not forget, it was a lot of these girls were still doing a lot of the accusing.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It they was, were enjoying every moment of it.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: every moment of it. And we'll get to one of them here soon because I got some more notes on some of that stuff. But the one that really stood out to me during all these people who were accused was Giles Corey. Okay. The reason he stood out to me, he was the only one who was not hung. He that's, was pressed to death.
0: Yeah, that's, that was the only. I was going to talk about that one as well to see uh, your thoughts on that. And And here's the crazy thing. He didn't say he was a witch and he didn't say he wasn't. He refused to speak.
1: Because he had seen what was happening, and he knew that it didn't matter what he said. And on top of that, his wife had already been accused. Had she? I'm I'm pretty sure. She was definitely accused. I can't remember if it was before this or after that. But uh. she became, she was, she was and I think she was hung too, if I'm thinking right.
0: It's insane. And so basically, tell the listeners how you, would you say, press? Would you say? Pre-
1: they call it pressed, is what yeah. they would call it. And, and pretty much what it is, they want to torture a confession out of you. So they would lay you down on the ground, on your back, and they would put this long wooden board across you. And they would just slowly, to me it seemed like it was like one or two large stones at a time, place them on top of you. Oh. And they would keep doing this, and they would ask you if you're ready to confess. And he wouldn't say a word. And apparently he did this for two days.
0: So so he stayed there. with They, they, they didn't take the stones off, put them in the thing, and bring them back and say, all right, we're doing it again. They left no. the stones on.
1: Once they were on, they were on until you confessed. They and so never they, came off.
0: They came back and started adding more.
1: They said the only time, and I don't know if this is true, but th- this is what they claim. The only time that he ever spoke was when they asked him if he was ready to confess. He looked at him and said, More
0: weight. Oh, man. Dude, this are guy you is serious? amazing. <laughs> How come there's no movie about that guy? I know, he's incredible. <laughs> that What's his name? Giles Corey?
1: Yeah, Giles Corey. This oh, guy is a freaking rock star. More,
0: more stone. That's like that scene in Braveheart, you know? Yes. And he's just like, you'll never take my freedom. I'm just screaming. Like this dude's just like, more stones.
1: Yeah. And that's, and, which, to be fair, they did do that, and they did kill him. <laughs> it crushed him,
0: right? His <laughs> yeah. yeah. chest caved in.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, which is what happens. Like oh. he, was either, he knew he was dead either way, probably. And this was his way of standing up to what was happening. Because also, at the same time, Especially uh, when you get closer to September, when it really was picking up, a lot of people were starting to come out and say, "You know, this isn't right. Hmm. You know, we shouldn't be doing this." And this is when we're going to get to Increase Mathers, who was the president of Harvard College, and was also the father of Cotton Mathers. Okay. Uh, he had wrote he had wrote to like the I can't remember who it was. Somebody, some bigwig in Boston at the time, which is the closest big city to Salem. Yeah. All about this this witchcraft business. Because it was, like you said, it was going everywhere. Everybody knew about it. And he wrote, in one of the most famous quotes ever, he said, It would be better that ten suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned.
0: Yeah. And this was
1: a respected man saying this.
0: Exactly. Which is insane. Insane. Because he realized people were being murdered for nothing.
1: For nothing. People were losing their lives in terrible ways, by the way like when you were hung when they hung you back then you didn't just die immediately oh no it was slow mm-hmm. you strangled to death pretty much
0: yeah it wasn't the a lot of times it wasn't the drop the drop hanging that snaps your neck and gets you over with it was it was a slight a smaller drop and that was it now it was just you can't breathe anymore just die that way
1: they said the first when the first lady was executed it was so horrific that right afterwards one of the judges Resigned and said he didn't want any part of this anymore
0: oh my god really
1: yeah that's how bad it was oh
0: because you're just watching this
1: person's life leave their leave their body and they and they're struggling
0: oh not good that's horrible
1: but these trials lasted until early 1693 um I want to get to the end of it and then we'll we'll go back and read go over some notes and stuff that we may have missed.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm to go with what you're saying. Yeah, it's about around the fall of 1692 right into 1693 was when they started to realize that these girls were not telling the, like they were they were starting to question the girls themselves because they they were going nuts. They were pointing anyone out now. They were pointing out uh, you know, governor's wives and and priests w- or uh, you know, these higher people's in society's wives like you said it wasn't the normal outcasts now they were really really pointing out people of power and they didn't like that a lot of people didn't like that
1: so it pretty much came to a point where everybody knew that enough was enough that's pretty much what happened like it had already gone obviously way way too far and eventually everybody who was still in jail accused of witchcraft ended up being pardoned and released from jail eventually. Yeah. You still you still had to go to trial though, which was the crazy part. Right, right. Because you were accused, you still had to go to trial. And I think I had actually heard that even some of the ones who were still in trial were still convicted of being witches.
0: Yeah. I think it was they were a lot of them were exonerated except for like four or five who were still considered to be witches.
1: The trials were later deemed unlawful, which it's funny to me because, you know, all these people lost their lives. And you, well, you know what? It was unlawful.
0: After <laughs> the bad. fact. Yeah, I saw that uh, in January of uh, 1697, the time, town had a whole day of fasting in repentance for the mistake they made.
1: Yeah. so it, like- was, it wasn't even until 1711 when uh, they actually restored the good names of everybody who was condemned and killed. And that they actually gave restitution to families. It yeah. took that long.
0: Yeah, and then I think even later, like the 1950s, when the, the 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 city of Salem said completely, like, 100%, we made a mistake, we're sorry, like, everything was reversed. Yeah,
1: yeah, and well, that's pretty much how the story ends, but now, as I was saying all that, I had some notes, and I think you do, too. Yeah. So, the first one I want to talk about is Sheriff George Corwin, who is a, an outstanding citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how there's not more about this guy, because he was as greasy and disgusting as a person you can be. Really? Yeah. They said that any time somebody was accused of witchcraft, the second that they were taken away, he was in their house going through their property and just taking stuff. Just taking it. Confiscating it. Yeah. He He would call it he was confiscating, which since he was a sheriff, he could do. But he really couldn't. He had no legal right to do any of that. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And what's even worse is once, the let's say you were lucky and you actually survived being accused of being a witch, you didn't get your stuff back.
0: <laughs> so you got let, you're, you're let out of jail. Yeah. And they're, and you want to go to your house, but you don't have a house anymore.
1: Yeah, literally. That literally happened to people. Oh, we're sorry you can't go home because it's not your home anymore. It's it, It's been confiscated. We're sorry.
0: Sheriff's cousin lives there now. That's horrible, and,
1: man. And, uh, and you say that, but I, if I'm thinking right, uh, Corwin even had family.
0: I can't no remember way. If it was
1: a father or somebody like that who was uh, one of the ones presiding over the trials.
0: Oh, my God. That's just a racket.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, they were trying to make money off of it, and they were.
0: Man, I, could, I couldn't even imagine, man. I didn't. Uh.
1: And we didn't even talk about the Putnam's.
0: Uh, well actually one of them who was it Um, later on in life I think she was later uh, years later she said that she was sorry she was the only one of the accusers to say she was sorry that's the part that
1: blew me away only one of all these ladies came out and apologized for her part in this
0: the rest are like sorry not sorry
1: (laughs) the rest is like talk to the hand I think it's what the girls do nowadays. <laughs> Obviously, I'm in touch with everything.
0: <laughs> um but the no,
1: Putnams were were the one of the biggest families in Salem that had the, some of the most power to them. And pretty much it came to if you crossed the Putnams and you became accused of being a witch.
0: That's what I'm saying, like so a lot of this is just absolutely insane and I think there was there had to be a conspiracy. Um with a lot of the more powerful people because I, I read a lot of the things I read also was, uh, down the, down the center of the town, the village, the East, I think it was the West side was more, um, maybe I have it backwards. East side or West side. One side was more affluent than the other, more liberal, more money. And the other one was, was yeah. they were poorer. And so in the, the,
1: the rap scene on both of them were
0: really different. They didn't like each other. No, they didn't. There was, they had the West side, East side fights yeah. back then even, um, but the, it was the poor side that was doing a lot of the accusing and a lot of the richer side of, uh, of those people were becoming more and more, um, they were the ones that were witches. Basically they were saying, these are the witches, you know what I mean?
1: Well, if you got to realize back then, if you had no way of getting any power and then suddenly there was this way that you could have the power over something Yeah. and all you had to say was, was, was accuse somebody of being a witch,
0: Johnny, you're a witch.
1: No, great. Now you got the power. <laughs> It's like that Nintendo glove all over again. See
0: how that happened? <laughs> you take the power.
1: Uh, and I wanted to bring up another guy, uh, George Burroughs. And he's a pretty interesting character as well. He was also a pastor, but the reason that they, that they had something against him was he was never formally ordained as a pastor.
0: Ah, uh, that's what, I'd heard about the pastor that was accused of w- a witchcraft. And he was actually killed too, right? He was hung.
1: He, was, he claimed he was innocent. And he even go. He went as far as to say that he didn't even think witches were real, which was blasphemy back then.
0: Oh yeah, because it's in the Bible.
1: Yeah. So in August he was hung. Even though before they hung him, he recited the Lord's prayer every word of it.
0: Yeah, and they said and, apparently and, if you're a witch, you can't.
1: Exactly right. Exactly, but he still said it, and they hung him anyway.
0: Interesting. And that I think that that was what I saw was that was when people started to question. Like it started putting in people's minds, like wait, that dude just did the entire Lord's prayer. He didn't burst into flames, and they're still hanging him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then there was this all, I know you said one of the girls, I think actually two girls actually apologized. Oh, really? Uh, There was a Margaret Jacobs, uh, but she actually only accused two people. She was one of the ones that accused Burroughs, and she also accused her own grandfather, both who were convicted and hung. Wow. And she was only 17, and she was so riddled with guilt that they said that it wasn't even a day later that she said she would rather go to jail for the rest of her life or be killed herself for what she had done. Wow. Yeah. And, but she said the reason she had done it though, was apparently this is the way I got it. This is the way it seemed to me. Like you're in a group of kids, right? And it's a gang mentality, even if you don't mean it to be like, if the majority think one way, then you need to think that way to survive. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. So she, so she pretty much said that if she didn't go along with them, then she knew that they were gonna accuse her of being a witch and she would be killed.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. Once once you've gone along with these girls, you can't turn back. It's mean girls, dude. They will they will call you a witch and you're done.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Lindsay Lohan all over again.
0: See, I'm thinking we should write this film. <laughs> and we should cast all of these girls as the as those girls.
1: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't in good conscience give them a job.
0: <laughs> um, I'm thinking there really should be a movie about that. What's his name? Giles? Giles?
1: Giles Corey, yeah.
0: Why is there yeah. not more information on that? I don't badass? know. This
1: guy was amazing. He was like a, a superhero. He's one of the few who had the <laughs> who had the stones to oh. stand up for himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> I'm more proud of that than I should be <laughs> Oh, I just can't imagine man like the weight of stones on top and you can just see him laying there like gritting his teeth veins popping out on the side of his forehead you know his face is turning red the guy's like you want more stones tell us you're a witch or not and he looks at him dead in the eye close. More weight. Yeah, close up there's sweat just yeah. coming down the side a little <laughs> bit of blood trickling out of his nose and he's like more
1: it's oh gotta be like God. Daniel Day Lewis. It's gotta be somebody yes. of that nature.
0: Yeah, someone who can really get into it. And he's gonna be like, "I want you guys to use real stones," because <laughs> you know how he's like a method actor and hardcore. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You must use real stones." I don't know and what that's accent how he does. I don't even know what accent that is. I'm doing. What is he? He's, isn't he British? He's Australian.
1: Yeah, he is British. So yeah. I don't know exactly where Britain, but he is of British descent, I believe.
0: He's not American, I I know that. All of a sudden, I had a Russian accent like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky. What
1: is it, three?
0: I must break you. More stones.
1: (laughs) But now we're going to get to, you know, you said that even though those two girls may have came out and, like, the other one was Ann Putnam Jr., like you said, who Mm -hmm. actually apologized to her church. The rest of them did not. And one of the main judges, Judge uh, Stanton, was angry. He was irate that they went against his rulings.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You don't. He
1: said that America. Well, it wasn't America then, but he said that they were they were all going to go to hell.
0: Basically, because, yeah the Mas- the Massachusetts Bay Colony.
1: Yeah, they were all in the devil's company now because they went against what he was saying.
0: Yeah, and it was he like,
1: believed he believed you know. I obviously we don't care for this guy, but to his point, he truly believed in what he was doing.
0: He did, yeah, for sure, and that's why I'm thinking there was there was people who were. And in, in, wrapped up in their religion and the ideas of those times to the point where this was real. It was it it, it was a real threat from the devil uh, on their lives. It wasn't, you know, some political game. It wasn't, you know, conspiracies or uh, this, you know, this reverend telling his daughters and his slave that they had to perpetuate this story. It was, this is real. We're going to have the devil destroy our lives if we don't do something about it. So... Yeah, as soon as he hears that it's going back, he's fearful. He thinks that this is insane. What's wrong with our country?
1: It's it's hard for us especially in our day and age to fathom any of this. But you got to realize back then some of them truly felt they were doing God's work and they mm-hmm. were doing the right thing, even though for us we can't even imagine that cuz why no. would anybody need to die over something that's obviously not happening?
0: Exactly. But as far as they were concerned, it was happening because so no. much in that time era wasn't explained. They didn't know. Science wasn't advanced. So, yeah, it's it's it was a powder keg. It was a moment that was just waiting to happen, you know.
1: And, and like I said before, this whole trial was so huge that it that it affected how we do trials today. Like you said, that uh, what did you call their kind of evidence? They spectral
0: used? spectral evidence.
1: It's obviously no longer <laughs> – you can't use that in court now.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's not allowed anymore.
1: Yeah, they said no way for that. <laughs> uh, obviously, now we have lawyers. Both sides have lawyers, the accused and the ones who are doing the accusing. Both have lawyers now. When yeah. Back then, you were just accused, and that was pretty much it.
0: You'd be surprised, though, that people um – even as far up into the nineties and two thousands ter- could still go on trial for witchcraft though for, for Satanism and witchcraft. Cause you see it all the time happening in the news. Um, one story I think we should do on history creeps at some point in the future is have you ever heard of the West Memphis three? Yes, I have. And yes. Those guys. I mean, these were the three kids that were falsely accused of Satanism and witchcraft and the fear of a small community. Actually, it was almost like seeing the Salem witch trials all over again.
1: Well, you got to realize. I mean, we like to think we're more civilized now, and, and we are really, but still, some of those same aspects that led to all that happening, you can find little bits and pieces of it in our society today.
0: Yeah, uh, in in real society, and how it affects you know law or the people that we interact with, and religion, and things that are are being done in the name of these things. But it also like. Look at the impact it has just on pop culture. Like I said, this woman, this this Jamaican woman in the 1600s talks about flying around on a broom. And that's like one of the you know main things you see all the time when it comes to witches.
1: Yeah. And really, I mean, in our court system now, you are innocent until proven guilty. But yeah. with with us having social media now, it's pretty much still like witchcraft. If you're accused of something. Uh, until you prove that you're not that you're innocent, then we all are going to accuse you. We're all going to jump on board now. Yeah,
0: you're right. Social media makes it where Salem witch trials happen every day on different levels, depending yeah. on what you're being accused of.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can be completely innocent, and somebody can literally ruin your life completely <laughs> by just accusing you of some horrendous act.
0: Johnny, you're a witch.
1: Uh, here we go. Uh, the Twitter world's going to be ablaze.
0: blaze. <laughs> just,
1: just like I will because I'm a witch. <laughs>
0: wow um yeah that was a that's basically all our information on did you have any more side notes or or um tidbits of info
1: i have nothing yeah
0: i just like how um i don't want to say i like but i feel like this was such an important thing and it was it was it, it was it went over a year's time on such a small part of the soil of this entire earth yet it's permeated Everything, like I said, pop culture. It's on The Simpsons. It's on uh, Monty Python. It's uh, witches. You know, movies about witches. The the trials themselves. It's all over the place. And I also
1: think that it's really important to remember our history, especially this little weird stuff, because if we don't learn, you really the old saying: if you don't learn from it, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And we really are going to be doomed to repeat some of this stuff if we don't sit here and learn from. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous to us, but. You know, really it it could happen again.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. If you're not vigilant.
1: Right. You're not <laughs> like a Batman in the night. But uh I'm gonna go ahead, I think we should go ahead and tell them what our next episode is gonna be about since we're kinda doing this Halloween thing.
0: Oh yeah, awesome. We're gonna have another one out next week. Uh and that one we're going to do on the night America panicked. Uh it was I think it was actually happened on Halloween night, didn't it? I believe so. Yeah, Halloween night, uh back in the 50s when was it 40s 20s good god
1: we haven't obviously he hasn't <laughs> researched this yet
0: <laughs> well the idea is is when orson wells and the mercury it was
1: the 30s. i think it was like 38 yeah now,
0: orson so. wells and the mercury theater um the radio theater did a, a radio play of hg wells's war of the worlds
1: yeah well i think it's all we got for now so stay tuned for that
0: um other than that We have some outlets for you to find our our podcast and extra information on the podcast. Facebook, you can find us at History Creeps on Facebook. Um, We're on iTunes, History Creeps on iTunes. Where else are we?
1: We're also on SupervilleComics.com. We're also on – well, I'm on – we're both on Instagram. I'm Johnnyism28, and you are?
0: CCChavez13.
1: It says three C. so don't get confused. It confused me at
0: first. But. <laughs> <laughs> C.C. Chavez. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we have that. And then we also have other podcasts that we're a part of. And if you're interested, listen to Johnny and his buddy, uh, Bobby Capobianco, on their podcast, Into Oblivion. And uh, me and a couple other guys do a show called Back Issues Comic Book Podcast, if you're into comics. Other than that, our history one. Look for us. We're weekly right now for this month. But other than that, we're going to be every two weeks.
1: That's right. We figured this was a special month for this kind of stuff, so we needed to do this once a week.
0: Super special. So uh look for the next episode coming to your ear holes near you.
1: You're welcome, ear holes.
0: Chris Chavez, I'm out of here. Boo y'all. We have found a witch, may we burn? Her? Burn, her! Burn, her! Burn, her! Burn, her! burn her! Who do you know she is a witch? She looks like yeah. she looks- forward.
1: I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. But you are dressed as one.
0: They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't my nose. It's a false one. Well, Well, we did do the nose. The nose? And the hat. But she's a witch. Yeah. We were the <laughs> did you dress her up like this? No! 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 Yes! 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 yes. yes. A, bit. Yeah. A, bit. a bit! A bit a bit. She has got a wart. <laughs> what makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt! A newt. I got better. Burn her Whether she is a witch. Oh, well, they tell us. They uh, tell me, what do you do with witches? <laughs> and what do you burn apart from witches? Four witches. Wood. So why do witches burn?